Chapter Twenty Two of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume One by Song Ling Pu, translated by Herbert Allen Giles. Chapter Twenty Two, The Boon Companion. Once upon a time there was a young man named Che, who was not particularly well off, but at the same time very fond of his wine, so much so, that without his three stoups of liquor every night he was quite unable to sleep, and bottles were seldom absent from the head of his bed. One night he had waked up and was turning over and over, when he fancied someone was in the bed with him. But then, thinking it was only the clothes which had slipped off, he put out his hand to feel, and, lo! he touched something silky like a cat, only larger. Striking a light, he found it was a fox, lying in a drunken sleep like a dog, and then looking at his wine bottle, he saw that it had been emptied. <laughs> a boon companion, said he laughing, as he avoided startling the animal, and covering it up, lay down to sleep with his arm across it, and the candle alight, so as to see what transformation it might undergo. About midnight, the fox stretched itself, and Che cried, Well, to be sure, you've had a nice sleep. He then drew off the clothes and beheld an elegant young man in a scholar's dress. But the young man jumped up and, making a low obeisance, returned to his host many thanks for not cutting off his head. Oh, replied Che, I am not averse to liquor myself. In fact, they say I'm too much given to it. You shall play Pythias to my daemon, and if you have no objection, we'll be a pair of bottle and glass chums. So they lay down and went to sleep again, Che urging the young man to visit him often, and saying that they must have faith in each other. The fox agreed to this, but when Che awoke in the morning, his bedfellow had already disappeared. So he prepared a goblet of first-rate wine in expectation of his friend's arrival, and at nightfall, sure enough, he came. They then sat together drinking, and the fox cracked so many jokes that Che said he regretted he had not known him before. And truly, I don't know how to repay your kindness, replied the former, in preparing all this nice wine for me. Oh, said she, what's a pint or so of wine? Nothing worth speaking of. Well, rejoined the fox, you are only a poor scholar, and money isn't so easily to be got. I must try if I can secure a little wine capital for you. Next evening, when he arrived, he said to Che, Two miles down towards the southeast, you will find some silver lying by the wayside. Go early in the morning and get it. So on the morrow, Che set off and actually obtained two lumps of silver, with which he bought some choice morsels to help them out with their wine that evening. The fox now told him that there was a vault in his backyard which he ought to open, and when he did so, he found therein more than a hundred strings of cash. Now then, cried Che delighted, I shall have no more anxiety about funds for buying wine with all this in my purse. Ah, replied the fox, the water in a puddle is not inexhaustible. I must do something further for you. Some days afterwards, the fox said to Che, Buckwheat is very cheap in the market just now. Something is to be done in this line. Accordingly, Che bought over forty tons and thereby incurred general ridicule. But by and by there was a bad draught, and all kinds of grain and beans were spoiled. Only buckwheat would grow, and Che sold off his stock at a profit of one thousand percent. His wealth thus began to increase. 
He bought two hundred acres of rich land and always planted his crops, corn, millet, or what not, upon the advice of the fox secretly given him beforehand. The fox looked on Che's wife as a sister and on Che's children as his own, but when subsequently Che died, it never came to the house again. End of chapter 22